Welcome to Education in Perspective. I'm your host, Kirsten Kohler. This series will explore and analyze American education. More specifically, this podcast will focus on the overarching issues and reform efforts within the American education system. In this episode, we'll explore the debate about lengthening the school year. First things first, let's talk about the value of education as a whole. Learning encourages individual growth, goal setting, productivity, and a strong work ethic. Research shows that education also supplements the skills necessary for effective communication. The impact of education on a country can be monumental. Education is vital to the development of a nation because it provides people with a deeper understanding of life. When the citizens of a country benefit from a quality education, the country as a whole can be ambitious, hardworking, efficient, and successful on the national and global scale. This impact is why education has become increasingly important to the developed world. Education plays a significant role in improving the societal position of an individual, group, or country. Research suggests that an educated workforce leads to increased gains for a country. So knowledge is power, especially in exports, governmental affairs, and the effectiveness of culture and society. However, despite the general success of America in international relations, the American education system seems to fall short of its full potential. Then there's the issue of how to reach that full potential. This issue is a core component of reform efforts and a significant reason for why the American education reform has become hotly debated. While some people believe that the American education system is among the most effective in the world, research suggests that American primary and secondary education falls behind other developed nations. Studies show that countries such as South Korea, Japan, and Finland rank far above the United States in terms of academic performance. So what do they do differently? I have education reformer Lana Ackerman here to answer this question. One of the most notable differences in schooling style and organization is found in Asian education systems. A common thread we see in many Asian schools, like Japan and Korea, is an extremely long school year and intense academic rigor. This intensity definitely helps students later on in life. Let's take Japan for an example. Japanese students attend school for up to 243 days a year, which is much longer than the 180 days American students spend in school. Most Japanese schools cover the same material at the same pace, but students also attend after-school tutoring to prevent falling behind. With so many instructional hours, it becomes obvious why the Japanese education system is so effective. So how does an increase in instructional time benefit these Japanese students later on in life? These benefits don't just apply to the students, they apply to the country as a whole. The Japanese education system provides its citizens with a successful and competitive economy, advanced technology, and a distinct sense of discipline. Because of the technological advancement and economic growth that stemmed from a quality education, Japan has become a very successful nation. While the Japanese example isn't perfect, America could benefit from incorporating aspects of the Japanese system. If America incorporated more instructional time for students, possibly by lengthening the school year, the positive long-term result could be revolutionary. So now we have to ask a few questions. 
Why is America falling behind? Is it because of the length of the school year? If so, what can we do to catch up? One cause of the lowering standing of the American education system is that U.S. schools have a shorter school year than many other countries, averaging at about 180 days. The British school year lasts 192 days, and the high-ranking Japanese schools are in session for as many as 243 days. As a result of a shorter school year, American primary and secondary students experience a loss of learning during breaks, especially during the three-month summer vacation. Research shows that over summer break, American students can forget more than a fourth of the subject matter they learned during the school year. Because students forget what they learned during long breaks, teachers have to spend time reteaching material to their students instead of presenting new information. Because of this, American students may have a major educational disadvantage when compared to students who spend more days of the year in school. In fact, studies show that students who spend more time in school perform better on tests and learn more in-depth information. With this in mind, we can conclude that students who spend more time in school have more opportunities to reach mastery of their subject material. By this logic, if American students spent more time in school, they'd have a higher quality of education. So, as an extension of your argument, if Americans spent more time in school, students would be better prepared to meet high academic standards and the accomplishments achieved by other leading nations. Exactly. And as a result, the education system would produce a new generation of increasingly intelligent and capable citizens. Americans would be more successful and competitive on a global scale. What specifically about the current school schedule is the most predominant barrier that stops American students from performing at the level of other international students? Definitely summer break. It's a significant part of American culture because it allows students to spend quality time with family and friends and to take a break from the academic environment of the school year. However, because of the three-month break, students forget a portion of the information they learned during the school year and need remediation at the start of the next school year. American teachers and students spend a significant amount of time reviewing previous subject matter, while many students in other countries are learning new concepts and delving deeper into content. This puts American students at a disadvantage. Is summer regression apparent in other countries, or is it solely an American problem? It's certainly not just an American problem, but Americans experience it at a greater magnitude. Evidence of summer regression, also called summer slide, is present in other countries, including Belgium, Britain, Canada, Ger Germany, and Malawi. However, because these countries have shorter summer vacations than America, their students do not have to spend as much time remediating when they return to school. Less remediation signifies that these foreign students begin to learn new content earlier in the school year. The necessity for extensive remediation as a result of summer learning loss in American schools leads to a disadvantage in American students when compared to other international students. Based on this information, we can conclude that the length of summer and the resultant learning loss are contributors 
to the inefficiency of the American education system. Tell me more about the problems with summer break. Is it is learning loss the only issue, or do other issues exist? Other issues do exist, and many are a result of learning loss. For example, almost all American children experience learning loss in summer, but the impact seems to disproportionately affect students with a lower socioeconomic status. This discrepancy leads to gaps and inequalities in student performance. These gaps can be primarily attributed to lifestyle differences in students. So what lifestyle variables have the largest impact on learning? Outside of school, students' academic success can be influenced by food availability, nutrition and nourishment, quality of health care, family stress, neighborhood conditions, and enrichment opportunities. Why do these factors become so influential during summer break? What is the long-term result or effect of these differences in student achievement? These factors become increasingly influential during summer break because the break is so long. When students are away from school for an extended period of time, they are more likely to be affected by these external factors because of direct and unrelenting exposure to their home environments. Gaps in student achievement can also be magnified during the summer due to academic inactivity. The educational disparity between students of different financial backgrounds is reinforced and possibly even broadened each summer because some students attend enrichment activities that others simply can't afford. As this gap broadens, it influences students as they progress through the education system, separating the gifted students from the average students and the underachievers. These gaps become apparent on standardized tests and in post-secondary education choices. Ultimately, these disparities in the classroom can lead to significantly different academic and occupational goals. Is all of this at least partly caused or facilitated by summer break? Yes. Why haven't Americans fixed this problem? Reform of the American education system has been challenging to say the least. Americans have continually relied on political and organizational methods of change, but the conflicting opinions about methods and processes of reform can often lead to a stalemate among office holders and reformers. Because of these stalemates, conclusive progress and impactful results can be severely limited. So what has reform looked like in the past? Past reform is mostly the result of government and state policies that failed to change fundamental structures in the education system. Minor changes can't provide the significant educational improvement that America needs to catch up with other developed nations. While some reform efforts identify the root of educational issues, many have struggled to solve the core problems that continue to plague the American education system. What did today's reform efforts aim for? Many of today's reforms attempt to bridge gaps in school funding, teacher quality, early education, grading systems, student performance, and a variety of other factors. But because of the multitude of problems with the American education system, reform efforts can be spread thin. Whether disorganization is a result of different ideologies or conflicting purposes, the effect is the same. Progress is sacrificed because of inefficiency. In fact, 
the American education system has remained relatively unchanged for over 30 years. While other countries have surpassed America's academic standards, the stagnant tendencies of the American education system and the ineffectiveness of reform efforts yield minimal educational improvement. Why was the school calendar made this way in the first place? What are its origins? Contrary to popular belief, the origin of America's current school year likely had nothing to do with farming. If the school year was based on an agrarian schedule, students would go to school in summer and winter, but not during spring planting and autumn harvest. In fact, the current schedule for summer break originated because many families made plans to escape the heat in the summertime. The hot summer temperatures and various travel plans families made led to the current break schedule. Summer break also allows teachers time to refrain themselves from before the start of the next school year. Before the late 19th century, urban and rural schools had very different schedules. Urban and rural populations had different needs within their communities, so they required students to follow different school schedules. Rural communities considered farming and harvesting in their schedule, while urban schools were less likely to follow an agrarian schedule because of dense populations, lack of agricultural influence, and occupational scheduling within cities. Can you give an example of an urban schedule? In 1842, schools in New York City were open for 248 days a year. That's dramatically more than today's 180-day school year. What does this schedule indicate? The length of this school year suggests that urban communities placed a high value on education. Schooling would help citizens pursue jobs and find work in their communities. The purpose of this lengthy schedule is to promote effective citizenship and business or financial engagements. Ultimately, preparing students for city life required a longer school year. However, the school schedule was standardized during the late 19th century because reformers advocated for a nationally accepted school calendar. They settled on the standard 180-day calendar, which is still in place today. Is it possible that the school calendar is outdated? Yes. This schedule was created with a 19th century mentality, so reformers back then couldn't have predicted the needs of today's society. As America has become urbanized and suburbanized, citizens have required increasingly more knowledge for finding jobs and reaching economic stability. That's why the current school year is not fully conducive to the needs of today's students. What would have to change? When we look at the school year as a whole, we can identify two very prominent variables, duration and distribution. Duration refers strictly to the length of the school year, the number of days students attend school. Distribution involves the spacing of break times and the organization of the calendar. For lasting and impactful improvement, we'd have to change both of these variables. What changes would you recommend? To address these educational disadvantages, the American education system should strive for increased effectiveness. If students spent more time in school, they would have more opportunities to learn new material and refine their skills. 
American students would be better prepared to meet high academic standards and the accomplishments achieved by other leading nations. The education system would produce a new generation of increasingly intelligent and capable citizens and Americans would be more successful and competitive on a global scale. In order to improve the effectiveness of the American education system, primary and secondary schools should be in session for at least 200 days a year. A longer school year would minimize performance gaps between students, reduce learning loss over long breaks, and improve the overall quality of education in America. What are the potential drawbacks of extending the school year to 200 days like you suggested? Obviously, there's the cost of operating the school system for more days. Most school hours means paying teachers more and running the school bus system more. These costs could definitely add up. However, it's possible that despite the costs, a longer school year may provide worthwhile educational growth. This idea is highly debated among reformers. Also, there's the issue of teacher and student burnout. Working too hard may harm the mental health of faculty and students. Another issue is scheduling for extracurricular activities. With a longer school year, the after-school activities schedule would need to be adjusted and more scheduling conflicts may arise. This schedule may interfere with vacation plans and work schedules, so a great deal of effort would have to be put towards effective time management. The final debating point is the amount of information students actually learn. Many studies have actually disagreed on the relationship between time and academic performance. However, many reformers agree that increased instructional time would allow students to learn more information. This would greatly improve the quality of education in America as a whole. Would you summarize your opinion on the subject? Of course. Today, the American education system faces many obstacles. American education has proven to be less effective than other academically advanced nations that spend more time in school. As a result, American students do not perform as well as students from these countries. However, extending the school year to a minimum of 200 days per year would allow for significant academic achievement opportunities for American students. Lengthening the school year would reduce learning loss over summer break and reduce the need for lengthy remediation when students return to school after summer. Additionally, lengthening the school year would facilitate the minimization of gaps and disparities in student achievement and performance. Finally, as a result of a longer school year, the overall effectiveness of the American education system would improve because students would have more time to reinforce and learn new material. Ultimately, if these changes were implemented, the benefits would facilitate increased equality in the classroom by narrowing the critical gaps identified among learners. American students would likely catch up to their international competitors, leading to a more productive nation. Improved edu education would enable societal, technological, social, and economic growth and advancement, which in turn would strengthen American holistically. So today, we have explored the school year length debate as a whole. 
We have examined the causes for this issue and how it affects America as a whole. In summary, America has fallen behind internationally, so this debate has become increasingly relevant. Reformers can't seem to agree if a longer school year would help America catch up. Ultimately, America needs increased equality in the classroom and less gaps among learners. American students must catch up to their international competitors so America can become a more productive nation. Improved education would enable societal, technological, social, and economic growth and advancement, which in turn would strengthen America. Thanks for joining us today on Education in Perspective. Visit our website at www.eduperspective.com. That's eduperspective.com. And follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Be sure to tune in for next week's episode. See you next time.